Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better. Start now. Let's go. Hey, you're on air with Ella, and today I am joined by Dhruvan Patel. Hey, Dhruvan, how are you? Hey, Ella, I'm very well, thank you. Tell me something. Where are you as we speak? The south of London, so I'm based in somewhere called Tunbridge Wells, Kent, in the United Kingdom. So we are talking today about blue light. It's not just our eyes, right, Dhruvan? It's our skin, it's our sleep, it's even our mood. We'll talk about it. But before we do that, could you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, certainly. So my name is Dhruvan Patel, an optometrist qualified here in the UK. Back in 2012, I was studying optometry at City University in London. And um, on the weekends, I was working at a optician chain known as Vision Express. I think in the US, it's known as Grand Vision. And um, the lead optometrist, she gathered all the team, including myself, and said, hey, everyone, we've got this new product innovation for people that wear glasses. And she said, it's something called blue control, and people can add it onto their spectacles. And she said, you know, if patients have this on their glasses, they'll be able to beat eye strain. And I was naturally intrigued because I've grown up with my parents always telling me, you know, looking at screens is bad for your eyes, but um, they didn't really have a reason for it, right? I thought, is this the missing piece to the puzzle? So I kind of ran back to the fact to the university, and the next week I demoted from the faculty and the lecturers that I did a research project on it, and somehow I got my way. So I did a research project on how blue light affects the eye's physiology and circadian rhythms, which is effectively our eye eye structures and our sleep and wake cycle, and after spending nine months doing that research, I found, yes, blue light from screens did cause eye strain, visual stress and headaches, but it also suppressed melatonin, which makes it harder for us to sleep. And I was a bit, my mind was a bit blown there because at that time it was the iPhone kind of three era, right? So it was early on in the smartphone age. And I just thought to myself, this is, you know, screens are going to get bigger and brighter. These pain points are going to become more frequent. And lastly, I didn't wear glasses. So I said, how can I take this technology and put it directly onto the screen itself? Because for me, it was a personal problem. That's where my journey began. And the, the, my university had a sister university called Cass Business School. And, you know, they, there was this competition where you submit an idea. And I was like, oh, I've got this idea. Let me submit it. So I was fortunate enough to pitch my idea and convince, you know, judges and whatever else. And I won the competition and, um, you know, I got a bit of grant funding. And that's where my journey began with OcuShield, which is where we now create products to filter blue light from screens. And it's been a somewhat of an organic journey from starting from my university dorm room to now, obviously, set, creating a business where we sell products in over 70 countries. And in the US, you know, we sell with Best Buy, Nordstrom, Verizon. In a nutshell, that, that's me and my, my journey with uh, OcuShield. So you are now the founder and CEO of what is really like a health tech business, right? Called OcuShield. Indeed. Okay. So you are the expert in all things blue light. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. By the way, back in the 1900s, when we used to sit next to our TVs, you know, and your parents are always like, don't sit so close to the TV. But we never really knew why? Like you mm. knew it, it's inherently not good, but we didn't know why. And now we know so, 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 so much more. Ironically, now we're not tending to sit two feet away from our televisions, but we're in front of these electronic boxes all day. And we're most of the time, not even two feet away from them. 
Exactly, exactly. It's, you know, the problem now has changed and the proximity and the amount of time we also spend in front of screens has increased so much more. Tell me, what is blue light? What are we even talking about? Sure. So what we're talking about is we have a spectrum of light, right? Uh, we all know about UV light because we protect ourselves from the sun with sunscreen, etc. And that's on the left-hand side of the spectrum. So this is what's called zero to 400 nanometers of light. This is ultraviolet light. Now, what you have from 400 to 700 nanometers is the visible light. So that's all the light we can see, you know, all the colors we can see. UV light is, of course, invisible. And 700 nanometers onwards, you have the likes of infrared light and uh, radio waves. Blue light sits very close to the UV light spectrum. So it's actually actually 380 to 470 nanometers so you can see it sits between the uv light and the visible light spectrum and why this is important is because these wavelengths of light are a shorter wavelength and what that means is it carries more energy so less of it is required to cause an effect and because we know harmful blue light is emitted from screens you know whether it's an invisible type of light or a visible type of light we know that it has a detrimental effect on us and if you have a spectrometer reading from a screen, you'll see that the type of light that's emitted, there's a big spike in blue light. And then the other colors of light, there's about 40% less of that light compared to the other to the to the blue. And as I've said, blue, blue light is more impactful. It carries higher energy. So less, less of it's required. So if you couple up, there's a higher amount of it and um, it does more to you, then you know, that's how we know blue light is, is impacting us. And what I understand is, I mean, the sun emits blue light, right? And and so do light bulbs. But we are exposed to more blue light than ever, and perhaps more than we were designed to, because of the obvious widespread use of LED devices, computers and laptops, flat screen TVs, cell phones, tablets, like all, they all emit high and I would say unnatural amounts of blue light. Is that fair? Yeah, so let's go go into this a bit deeper. So when I mentioned 380 to 470, so if you look at 380 to 450 nanometers, right, that harmful blue light is the blue light that impacts our eyes. So that cumulative exposure, it causes visual stress on our visual system, which leads to eye strain, fatigue and headaches. Now, blue light from 450 to 470 nanometers, the blue light that impacts our sleep. And that's because that blue light suppresses melatonin, which is the hormone which tells our body it's now time to go to bed, right? Now, the sun, as you rightly said, is a big emitter of blue light, and it's probably the biggest emitter of blue light. But what the problem here is, is we're looking at screens directly. It's not indirect lighting, whereas lighting around us and the sunlight is indirect, unless you're someone that looks right into the sun, and then that's a different story. But <laughs> for, for the rest of us who you know work from screens, that's eight hours a day. You play, you connect with family or friends, you know, um, on a screen again, a few hours in the evening, we are increasing our time on screens and therefore increasing our direct exposure to blue light. So that's that cumulative exposure that we should be concerned about. Talk to me about what this is doing to our retinas, to our eyes. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, there's numerous studies out there that have been done that are in vitro studies, which are, you know, in the lab looking at cells in mice or animals and then there's also cohort studies where they follow people around and they look at the impacts of them and what's happening with cumulative exposure to blue light what we're seeing in the retina is that there's there's clear signs of something called oxidative stress and what what that means is the cells in the retina get damaged and then can manifest as a broken cell and we know our retina is responsible for converting light into images 
So the light it sees, it sends their signals to our brain and our brain say, hey, this is the image you're seeing, right? Now, if the retina is impacted, then the quality of that image that your brain is receiving or the quality that light that it's receiving is not going to be good. And therefore, it's going to affect your vision. Now, there's these early studies which are showcasing that blue light, you know, in a lab setting can impact us in that way. But what's happening now is there's no one that's prepared or there's no research that's been long enough, done long enough to follow us around for two, three, four decades to say, actually, you know, screens have been only been around for two, two or three decades, right? Um, smartphones started in kind of the 2005. So it's only been really around for one decade. But there's been no studies that follow people around for such a long period of time. And you can control people to make sure they use screens for a certain amount of time in a certain way. So that research isn't going to happen. It's just too, it's just impossible. So what we're saying here is, well, we're looking at the studies that have been done in research in labs, etc. And it's showcasing, well, if there's early signs of this is what blue light can cause to our retina, it's on ourselves to look at this with a lens on to say prevention is always better than cure. Yes. And this is based on absolutely no research whatsoever, but it just seems to me like sunlight, you know, it's been here for a while. Like that seems like a much more natural exposure to me. And that one that we were designed to receive and we weren't necessarily designed to receive this level of concentration at this proximity. Am I understanding correctly that almost all blue light passes straight through to the back of your retina? And that's actually important when it comes to increasing the risk of macular degeneration. Is that right? Yes. So, so a lot of the blue light goes back to the retina and to the lens and the cornea in the front of your eye. It's, it usually should absorb harmful light, but it doesn't because for whatever reason, our eyes are not made to absorb that. But yeah, you're more at risk of, of that issue. Yeah, just to clarify, in terms of the sun, it is when, when you're outside, you're going to be experiencing the blue light. But what here's a good statistic for you is, you know, when you're on the beach, if you were to spend 20 minutes on the beach without any sunglasses on, it's the equivalent of 20 hours looking at a screen. Now, we wouldn't stand on the beach without any sunglasses on for at least one minute, like on a bright, sunny day, right? So if you if you extrapolate that and you look at, you know, 20 hours of screen time is that effect and where, you know, if you're like me, I'm in, in, in an office, you know, or working on a screen five, six days of the week, 12 hours a day, you start adding that up. And then there's a high probability that the long-term effects to the retina, there's going to be some effects. Now, what is conclusive is the short-term impacts on blue light on the eyes and the visual system. You know, that's the typical eye strain, the headaches, the migraines that, you know, you, you'll probably suffer from after three or four hours or definitely in the evening, you're going to feel these impacts. So that's something that's, that's definitely there. Okay. So basically we don't want to be staring at the sun, but we're in effect doing that. The more hours that we sit in front of our blue light emitting boxes is what I'm understanding. Mm -hmm. Tell me why this is arguably worse in children. Yeah, sure. So kids, something known as the lens in the eye. So this is where when you're older, you develop cataracts. This part of the eye in children does not develop until their teenage years. So children's eyes don't have a lens in them that's fully developed and therefore they're twice as susceptible to UV and blue light damage than teenagers or adults are. And if we look at children now, you know, especially the pandemic, it's pushed a lot of them to learn from devices, you know, iPads, et cetera. There was a lot of home learning. Um, and now there's a lot more adoption of smartphones. So it's a big risk for them as well, you know, that they are now increasing their blue light exposure. And again, tech is so new that 
it's going to take another decade or so for research to show on what kind of impact these things are having on on kids. But we already know, yeah, the lens is not present until teenage years. So we're going to put two and two together and actually, you know, they're more at risk than adults. When you go out and about, does it just pain you when you see little kids like toddlers and up holding, you know, their parents' iPhone in their hands? Yeah, it's, it's, do you know what? It's a, a because I understand, you know, for parents, it's really difficult to, you know, look after their kids 24 seven and the children now obviously want to be on devices and it gives the parents a bit of peace, but tough because they hold one they hold it so close you know because children don't have the biggest arms <laughs> but they are glued to screens you know for the dopamine release or they're so stimulated by what's happening on there but it's yeah it's just unfortunate i mean I, i'm optimistic because i think they all have they, they probably all have oculus shorts on their devices but that's just my my uh positive thinking <laughs> we will actually talk about what to do it's not all doom and gloom like there are actually measures that you can take and we'll get to that momentarily but let me get two more things on, on the table. And that is sleep and skin damage to whatever extent you want to. Can you explain to us the impact that blue light has on our skin and on our sleep? Yeah, sure. Let me, um, let me hit sleep first because, um, you know, sleep is a pillar to our health. If we sleep better, you feel better, you get more done. Yeah. Research has shown that, um, harmful blue light suppresses melatonin, which is a hormone that allows our bodies to go to sleep. Now, what that means is when the sun sets, melatonin levels in the body should be high. But when you're looking at screens, it suppresses it. So they're actually really low. So when you get into bed, you know, if you ever got into bed and you're tossing and turning and you can't get to bed, uh, get to sleep, it's possibly because there's not enough melatonin in your body. And then eventually when you do get to sleep, you, you'll fall asleep, but the quality of your sleep will be really poor because again, for your bodily functions to make sure that you're removing toxins from your blood or your brain or regenerating your your muscles, etc. you need to be in a well-rested mode. But if your body is still on high alert status because melatonin concentrations are high, you're not going to feel the most rested or the well um, revitalized for your next day. So it has two impacts. It, ha- it affects the quality of your sleep, but also your ability to get to sleep. And a really good example is if you look back at the caveman times, you know, they used to they used to wake up because the sun will tell them it's the daytime. So why though, one of the good things is blue light is useful for setting our circadian rhythm, right? And we shouldn't use screens to set our circadian rhythm. We should use natural light from when we're outdoors. So, you know, since when you wake up to uh, mid-afternoon, like natural light is great for your circadian rhythm, your sleep-wake cycle. Yeah, so cavemen used to have the sun. And then when sunset, they used to use candles to do whatever, you know, have dinner or their evening activities. Now, candles have no blue light. They're very high in red light, which doesn't affect your melatonin. So they could get to sleep very easily. But what we're doing in the digital age is we're replicating the sun in the palm of our hands in these devices, right? There was a device that blue light. So we're telling our body, you know what? It's the daytime. And especially so with the LED lighting, I'm sure all of us have bright white or cool white lighting in our homes. You know, the LED lighting was LED lighting is cheaper and it's more efficient for the world, which is great. But I advocate everyone to get uh, warmer light bulbs or Philips Hue or anything that can change the color temperature during the day. That's going to help your, again, your, your sleeping ability and get rid of those bright white lights in your bathroom because, you know, everyone has to go to the bathroom in the in at night or in the evening and that that can also mess up your body as well and get getting it confused yeah in a nutshell that's how blue light affects melatonin and our sleep 
And I mean, how many of us lie in bed and look at our phones? And I'm not even going to pretend that I'm not going to do that. And and what's worse, Druven, is I do that more personally. I do that more when I can't sleep. So I can't sleep. I just need to zone out, chill out for a bit. Now, about 50% of the time I'm reading a book and the other 50% of the time I am looking at my stupid phone. Therefore, I am projecting blue light, just beaming light directly into my eyes, you know, when I'm trying to go to sleep, which is about the dead last thing that we want to do. So am I doing myself any better, Druven, if I'm wearing blue light blocking glasses, which I now keep on my nightstand. So, okay, baby steps. Um, And I put on blue light blocking glasses when I pick up my phone at night. Is that better? It is, yeah. Because you're going to be filtering out that harmful blue light, right? Which is going to help you get to sleep. But what's more important is what you've done before getting into bed. Your body should be ready to go to sleep before you you get into bed. You know, you should be feeling tired, not due to exhaustion, but because the melatonin levels are high in your body. So I'd argue wearing those blue light blocking glasses or filters in the evening from when sunset's ideal. But obviously, if you're in a hot country or it's a summer, you know, sun's there until 9, 10. So, it's, so you're still, the sun's still going to be there. So it's late. But definitely in the winter times, you know, you, you feel it more. Um, but yeah, try to limit in blue light exposure as early as you can in you know that evening time. Well, I ended up getting two pairs because I'm I'm the type of person that has to have a separate lip gloss in or lip balm in every single location I go to. <laughs> like I'm that girl. So I actually have a pair of blue light blocking glasses on my desk with my computer at all times. And then I have a pair on my nightstand. And that's just made made it easier for me to start developing this habit. But you're saying that don't just wear the glasses when you are looking at a screen, but rather start to wear them at dusk. Is that right? Yeah, so that, that that that's better practice because the light from around you know around you as well, you know, you gotta think about that. Your pupils, your eyes, they absorb so much light. And now we say this, everyone's so different. You know, we're we're told coffee um impacts sleep, but there's some people that will have coffee and you know, it's not an impact them. In the same way, everyone is sensitive to different things in different ways. So you should really look at how sensitive your body is and impacted by, you know, light. And if you are going to be limiting blue light exposure earlier on from lighting around you as well as your devices, then it's it should have a positive impact on you. So do, you know, get into the habit of thinking what you're doing and when you did put your glasses on, how that's impacted your sleep that night and when you didn't, what that's done. Okay. What is this doing to our skin? And I know, I know that you're an optometrist, but do you have some insight as to what we're actually doing to our skin when we're sitting this close to this concentration of blue light? Yeah. So Unilever released a study last year, which said um, 30 hours of screen time increases skin inflammation by 40%. And what that means is reduction of elasticity in the skin, which effectively contributes to early aging of the skin. If you think about it, we're on our screens and it's our face which is exposed. You know, we, we don't sit there naked, we have clothes on, right? But it's our face that's exposed to the blue light from the screens. And again, it's in a cl- close proximity, especially those of us that scroll on TikTok or Instagram late in the evening. Again, you know, it's right on our face. So yeah, it impacts our skin as well. Okay, that sucks. <laughs> I need like a blue light blocking hood. <laughs> okay. So Druven, with your business and one of, I mean, obviously this motivated you to start an entire business, but one of the things that OcuShield creates is blue light blocking screen protectors, not just glasses for our eyes, but protectors you can actually put on your screen. So that seems like we talked about kids. If you have 
children. I can't see a bunch of us rushing out and trying to get blue light blocking glasses on our kids, but screen protectors make sense to me because we can slap them on the screen. How does that work? Like essentially, what are we doing if we put a screen protector on our phone or our computer? It's a really good question. And um, effectively, we made the products to make it so easy, you know, for, for example, parents to put it on and never have to think about it again. The filter is effectively for smartphones and tablets. They're tempered glass, so they protect the asset as well. But the glass has pigmentation in it, which absorbs the harmful blue light. And it also has anti-reflection coating, which also deflect some of that blue light as well. It has what? So it has pigmentation within the material itself. And it also has anti-reflection coatings, which deflect some of that harmful blue light away. Um, but effectively, it's simple as putting on a screen protector onto your device. You put it on and you don't have to worry about it. For children, it's really important because some of you may know there's software on your devices called Night Shift, which changes the colors of your screen. Um, but that turns everything very orange, right? And no one wants to look at spreadsheets or watch a program when everything's orange. And children will turn it off because they're smart. They don't like it. Um, with OcuShield, you can filter the harmful blue light without changing the colors in the screen. So it will carry on having its purpose and also children won't be impacted or even you as adults you won't be affected by the you know poor aesthetics that you would have got with software your the OcuShield products are it says the world's first mhra registered blue light blocking screen protectors what is mm-hmm. what does that mean and why does it matter so the mhra is the medicines and healthcare regulatory agency in the uk it's the department of health so it's the fda equivalent oh. in the usa so they're also fda registered now as well by the way Okay. Um, we want to make sure that we're providing the best products for anyone that wants to use them. And, you know, there's a lot of junk out there that you can buy, which doesn't do what it says. And we wanted to go the extra mile to say, actually, we've done, we've done the legwork. We've done the 500 page document to submit to these authorities to say, right, we conform to your standards and we meet them to say we're safe for the market, but we also do what we say. So that's what I would say about why we've done that and, you know, what it is. Well, let me ask you a question about the blue light blocking products, not just yours. And if you don't mind, this might be a really unfair question, but you know, you can get these products for a lot cheaper on Amazon. And my, my unfair question to you is, are all blue light blocking protectors the same? Yeah. So no, they're not. Um, that, that's the problem. Um, and that's again, why we went for these registrations and why we're created with, as well as myself, we have lots of ophthalmologists and sleep experts that we work with to create the best possible product. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you can, you'll see those shiny reviews on Amazon and you'll see $10 for piece of kit and you'll be like, okay, you know, I'm going to try this, but you don't know what you're getting. And effectively you want the product that's going to absorb the most blue light as possible, but not affect your clarity of the of the picture and it's really important to make sure you find a product that does what it says and that's what we're about making sure we create quality products okay i asked because my son got a pair and i mean i think they were 12 dollars off of amazon and whenever i put them on like i was sort of testing them and i don't know if we're supposed to perceive any difference at all and so it's sort of like supplements driven like you don't really know what you're getting this is interesting because I have believed in the problem, so to speak, for years now, but I didn't know if the cheapies that I bought on Amazon were doing anything. And now I feel like this is something I'm exposed to so often and my family are exposed to so often that it's worth actually investing in the ones that I know actually do what they say they're going to do. That's just that's just me. <laughs> but however, will you give me a coupon code for listeners yeah, so that if they want to check it yourself? Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. We'll create, uh, we'll call it Ella 25. 
Oh, that would be awesome. Okay. That was more than I was hoping for. Thanks. <laughs> Glad I asked you live. Okay. Druven, this has been really, really interesting. If people want to know more, where would you like them to find you? Sure. Yeah. Visit us on occusure.com. You can contact us on the website and then you'll be able to contact me or you can find me personally, Druven Patel on Instagram, um, LinkedIn. Happy to answer any questions or any comments that you have. Yeah, that's where it's finding. Okay. I honestly wanted to keep this kind of short and sweet because I just think that this is something that people don't know enough about. And so today I really just wanted to accomplish sharing the problem statement so that we understand a big part of the on-air with Ella family, like a big part of our mission is just to understand the risks and then choose to do what we want to do about it and, and discard the rest. In this case, I don't think that we are aware enough as to what we're exposing ourselves to for hours and hours and hours a day. I so appreciate you sharing your insight with us and thanks for the discount. (laughs) We will share that. We'll link to everything and where to find you. But Druven, before I let you go, I would love to know totally unrelatedly, what's one thing you are loving right now that you would like to share? Oh, so I've got this app called Elevate and it's effectively brain games. So, you know, we, we, we tend to exercise our muscles and bodies, but we don't tend to exercise our brain. And it's got really amazing ga- games, when it, whether it's qualitative, quantitative, and you're basically just working your brain muscles. And, you know, I, I log in every day or try to go every day. But yeah, it's just a fantastic tool to just make you think. And for me, it's been a real game changer. Keep me, keep me sharp. Okay. I love it. I love learning this stuff. Okay. So the app is called Elevate and I'll share that in the show notes as well. Druven, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or get the show notes and links at onairella.com. There's no with. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.